0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 347 of the Talking Comics Podcast. My name, Steve Say, and this week, I am joined by Mr. Bob Ryan.
1: A belated happy birthday to Kelly Sue DeConnick.
0: Hey! Aww. And Jessica's in the house. Hello! 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 Um, Joey, who is not here uh won't be here until the end of the month uh because i don't know if you know this he's gone um social media dark so he's not like Mm. why he's not promoting the whole thing but um joey is off on his one-man show uh repertory theater wow uh, if you're in the area um i'll have to check where he's gonna be uh it's his uh one-man show wicked and the divine uh, well, there you go. Going on this week <laughs> at the uh, NEH Seminar Theater. And, um, Is that like Westray Is it in the round? Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 The stage rotates and everything. He's got a bunch of props.
2: <laughs> people coming up.
0: Um, so that's this week. And then the following week, he's still not going to be here. Um, his show Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, goes live. And um, then the the last week that he's gone, he's going to cap everything off. Uh, and finish his tour with Pucca.
1: Wow! So, That's how you do that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, no. Like I said, if you're in the area, in uh, oh, it's happening in West Virginia. So West Virginia, Neh Seminar Theater, uh, one man show, Joey Pacino.
1: Call for tickets. I'm sure they'll be
0: happy to hear from you. Yep. <laughs> You have um,
1: tickets for that Paka show
0: next week. And listen, if any of the shows are sold out, which I'm sure that they will be, if they're not already, um let us know and we'll we'll see if we can uh, pull a few strings and get you to you know, maybe you can stand in the back or something yeah. like that. Maybe we can
1: get backstage passes for the folks.
0: Yeah. We're sure that he would uh, he would probably appreciate that. Um, okay. So yeah, touch
1: him up, touch him up on social media. So he gets flooded as soon as he opens up his, his Instagram and Twitter accounts again.
0: Oh my God. We should totally bomb his Twitter. account yes. oh yeah. So God. that when he opens it, it's just a whole bunch of obnoxious crap.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> He'll quit it all over again. I'm so going to do this. I'm going to come up with a theme.
3: Ooh, let me know, Steve. I'll help. All right.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: All um, you folks out there, ask Joey for tickets. Right. Tell yeah, everyone. The show you what. Yeah.
3: <laughs> everyone, make sure you send messages yeah. to Joey. <laughs> hey,
1: everyone in the sound
0: of my voice. Where in the Put world your hands on the radio. Wee, <laughs> um, So, this is a comic <laughs> book podcast. We don't know if you can tell. Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff planned for you. In my experience, this past week was a mwah, phenomenal, phenomenal comic book week. I read. Too many good comics um, and might not have the time to bring them all to the show for you this week. But hot damn! I had a good time. I had a really good time. Mm. Uh, so we will have lightning rounds. We will do some of discussion, uh, news, like I said. And then uh, I think we have, like, two listener questions for this week. We're holding on to some of the other ones that were pitched uh, for when people come back or different people are on the show. Tailor oh. it a little bit. You never know what you're going to get. All right. Um, Before we kick off uh, some stuff, what's everybody drinking tonight?
3: Nothing Uh, exciting.
0: Oh, I
3: have I have an iced coffee, a good cold brew.
2: Was it flavored?
3: Uh, No, I just like coffee. coffee I like the flavor. I just like coffee flavored coffee. I'm real big on that. All right. (laughs) Yes, with ice skates in it.
2: (laughs) Sounds that way
0: a noisy ice cube. Yeah, I'm sure people are loving that right now. Bob, do you have... Ice
1: coffee and Hans Brinker. That's what that is.
0: What do you have to drink?
1: A carmineer, a lovely Chilean red wine.
0: Chilean?
1: Yeah, a little peppery, which is good at the back end. Went lovely with my rushed-down, eaten-volcanically tuna fish sandwich. But, you know, what can
0: you do? Ooh. So I have a bottle of Cave Reserve. And oh. it is a cold-brewed coffee-blended whiskey. Ooh. <laughs> um, this was the stuff that I had at that beer, uh, beer show that I went to like three weeks ago yep. or whenever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the stuff that kind of put me over the top when I was there. <laughs> so
2: <laughs>
0: it's uh, absolutely friggin' delicious, and uh, I'm going to be sipping it for this entire podcast, so huzzah! Nicely done. Yes. I'll take it so over ice skates. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: the end of the podcast should be real good, huh?
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Um, we have some stuff. Bob, you met somebody this past week. What's going on with that?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I had been invited to go to a Bastille Day party up at Professor Carolyn Koka's in New Pulse And. Melissa was going to be there and our listener friend Aaron Amos and just things couldn't work out for me it's just it's a heck of a hole from here to there and stuff going on and we won't get into that so it's all right I can't spend weekends with a friend I'm gonna go drown my sorrows in comic books so one of the local stores fourth world was having their big Saturday 20% off this and 50% off that and Whatever. So I, I walk into the store and I go right to the one shelf where I'm looking for. Uh, I talked about on the show a couple weeks back. The Harlan Ellison City on the Edge of Forever. Yep. IDW did it in a lovely hardcover with tons of sort of director's cut stuff at the back, you know, extra illustrations and variant covers. So I run right to that. And I'm, I'm walking around with that, and a young lady is looking at me, and that doesn't usually happen. And she says, "Say." Are you Bob from Talking Comics? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And I'm thinking, how does anyone know that? Well, when you guys do meetups, it all goes up on Instagram, whatever. So I I knew it was you. So big shout out to Maria Schweitzer, who is an illustrator and designer. And I'm told by my co-host that she has reached out to us on the other social media. I got a lovely email from her just the other day. Mm Mm-hmm. Part yeah. thing was, it was, was only about three weeks ago over at our local craft beer place, I met her collaborator on a new project they're going to be doing. Oh, sweet. A new comic book thing. So we may be hearing more from Maria soon.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, her and I are Twitter friends, and uh, she's quite cool. I read a sample, um, I think maybe the first issue of a project that she was working on. I really like her art. I really dig it. Yeah. It's got... um. Mm-hmm. Like the, I like the thick lines and kind of like the shadow play that mm-hmm. she does. And, and I mean, I've been, we've been talking for, yeah, I don't know, a couple months now or, or whatever, uh, by way of the podcast and then emails and whatever. And, um, she just keeps getting better. So, yeah, it's awesome. It's really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, we're, in-
3: was- we're Insta friends. She sent me messages on the Instagram and I've talked to her and she's very lovely and her art. Art is lovely, yeah. So I like to follow her and, and stalk her Instagram page a little bit. Just
1: sort of. Her her logo, her business card is pretty amazing. It's it's a, a very stylized M mm-hmm. S, but the M is sort of an owl with owl ears, and the S is a creepy, branchy, sneaky thing around and with a moon. It's all purpley, and it's 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 very very effective. You you you'd love it, Jess, as a designer, and. She was there that day with her cousin, who was up from, why am I thinking Virginia or California? Because they both end with A's. That's the only reason I'm thinking them together, because they're not. And they were asking for recommendations. So Maria walked out of the store with, let's see, Lady Killer, mm-hmm. which she was looking through and just loved. And we started talking about Wonder Woman and as where do you go with that? So we did about. I don't know. I did about 20, my 20 minute spiel about Wonder Woman <laughs> uh, and she took uh, Renee DeLiz's Legend of Wonder Woman. I thought that was a nice. Ah, beginning.
0: Yes. Hmm. A fine choice.
1: And still the origin told in the in the classic way with some new updates that don't change anything at all. But
2: hmm.
0: then we go back. Choosing Wonder Woman is like choosing a good wine. You know, like you got to You got to know the vintage, the, the good vintage years upon which to sip. Well, if you go too deep, too early,
1: it's just a little dense. Mm-hmm. If you're doing George Perez and all uh, as marvelous, as it was all the Greek mythology without having the basis of Wonder Woman beforehand. We looked at some of the Golden Age stuff. and That's great. But it is 70 odd years ago. So she's very interested in marines and looking at those. But I said, here's where here's where we here's where we start. I think.
0: How misogynistic was Wonder Woman back in the day? Not at all? It, it wasn't. Okay. Okay. No, Doctor Marston was not
1: only so, a feminist; he believed women were superior to men because they had the same strength we do, but it's leavened with compassion.
0: So there's no like stupid cronies that she takes out and they're all like,
1: meh, toots and all that stuff. <laughs> well, there are gangsters and bad guys who try to think they can have it over on her because she's just a woman after all. Okay. Uh where the, she just where... houses them.
2: It <laughs> kicks her
1: uh, she, Yes. She, here's the thing. Wonder Woman does a lot of, of amazing things back in the day. Picks up entire railroad trains and stops wars single-handedly and travels to the future and does all sorts of things. Cool. It's there are other for another day. There are other things that are, you have to take into consideration, but all that said, the messages are so amazingly positive. What can be taken from it is when we talk with Trina about this that those other things that are there for whatever reason they were there don't matter compared to all the greater good Mm -hmm. that you can see. Here's this female character who manages, not like Lois or Margot Lane, who was the Shadow's aide-de-camp, as they used to say. Friend and faithful companion, I think is the radio uh, introduction to Margot, who were constantly damsels in distress who needed to be saved. If Wonder Woman got in a pinch, she either saved herself her own wit, strength, courage, or it was Etta and the Holiday Girls. The damsel in distress was always Steve Trevor, <laughs> who needed to be rescued, it seemed like every other
0: page. Oh, that's Steve. That's Steve. Always up to no good. <laughs> All right. Um, one of these days, I will read the Wonder Woman, uh, para stuff. I have not gone back that far. Okay. Let's see. Ladies of Valhalla... Before we get to our lightning rounds, uh, just so you're aware, released yeah. their second episode this past Friday, featuring an in-depth talk about Noelle Stevenson's Nimona, uh, also one of our favorite graphic novels of the past few yeah. years, Yeah. and it went pretty well. You guys, uh, you ladies have a very nice show over there. It's very clean.
3: Oh. Oh, it's
0: thanks. really good.
2: It's really <laughs> good. Yes,
3: it, yes. <laughs> we have a good time. We're we're, you know, uh like we got a lovely email. Um and oh, I should have the person's name up, but I don't because I'm terrible. Lauren, <laughs> <monster>. <laughs> Lauren. Lauren, that's right. Her name was Lauren. Um and you know, and she said it's like hanging out with a book club. And I felt that was like exactly what we wanted to put out there. So so we're really happy that you enjoyed it. And thank you. She sent over a lot of lovely suggestions. Um mm-hmm. and we will be taking her up on some of those. So
0: <laughs> awesome. Did you find out uh how she found the show
3: um you know what i don't know i have no idea lauren mm-hmm. let us know how you found the show i'm sure she was a listener here i have a i have a feeling that that's that's where she came from but well, it was really it? cool <laughs> i know who is it, who is it? i mean, I mean, I mean come on us, she sent us some really cool uh pictures of her in cosplay as well so oh so she was pretty yeah pretty good and uh yeah no i'm not sure how she found it but um but she listened and we like that
0: oh, all that matters <laughs> is that she did and yeah she those said- emails are the best
3: they are. It was really lovely. And that was like our first, our first. So we were, we were very excited. We were very Aww. giddy. There's a lot of giddy <laughs> girl chat happening.
0: <laughs> um, so what's your, uh, your next project is a novel, um, correct?
3: Yes. Yeah, so it's Laurie O'Brien's History of the Future. And that's going to be the next book we discuss. And that will be out next month. Uh, and we do the second Friday of every month.
0: All right. Sweet. Check. Um, there's a cool little story that goes along with that, but I think we'll let the the ladies tell it when, uh, when they do their show, we should move on to our lightning rounds.
1: I can spoil enough stuff over here without spoiling that story.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We have a (laughs) lot of books to talk about tonight. Um, okay. So I am going to put five minutes on the clock for Mr. Ryer. Are you ready, sir?
1: Mr. Royer was my dad, but go ahead. (laughs) Bob. Sorry. (laughs) Go. First up, there's Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 34 by Ryan North and Derek Charm, which finds Doreen and the gang ambushed and put on trial for trying to help Craven the hunter just be a better person. Uh, Since they have Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. the She-Hulk, as their attorney, they might just walk away from this one but Spider-Man swings by, and he might have something different to say about that.
2: Now, we have
1: Ms. Marvel number 32 by G. Willow Wilson, Nico Leon, and Ian Herring on colors. Bruno is back on Team Kamala, and then trying to do some sciencey stuff to figure out exactly how her powers work, something weird has happened, and they've gone haywire. And just as Spidey's old foe, the Shocker, has decided to make Jersey City his, his new home, so, with that, with that said, Ms. Marvel is in big, or should I say, embiggened trouble. Oh, uh, when last we saw Ms. Nancy Drew, someone had cut her spelunking rope, and she was plummeting downwards to certain doom. Well, Nancy Drew Number Two by Kelly Thompson and Jen Saintonge gets us right back up to date on that scenario, but brings in at least two new mysteries and ties all of these things together in a wonderfully charming, character-driven way. I am completely hooked, and since I came to this really fairly oblivious to the Nancy Drew oorah, so any of you who are fans, you're going to love this, and you should be trying Nancy Drew from our friends at Dynamite. Mm -hmm. Now, this is from last week, although I still can't say too much about Giant Days Number 40 by John Allison and Max Sarin without really getting in the way of some lovely personal moments. Hmm. Ed Gemmell returned to the house that he now shares with Esther, and the last he saw of her was he had drunkenly proclaimed his everlasting love to her and then promptly fell off a wall and broke both his legs. (laughs) Needless to say, um, the usual mix of high comedy, smart characters, And really genuine emotion is in play, particularly here. And you get a couple of neat surprises, which is always fun in a giant day's book. Also out the week before was Paper Girls 22 by Brian K. Vaughan, Cliff Chang, Matt Wilson. Now, talking about books I can't say much about, I mean, what I can say, some very long-standing bits of the altered time stream mystery are coming into clearer view, Mm -hmm. although they certainly aren't resolved as yet. Mm -mm. and. As this issue ends with a really stunning cliffhanger, and considering how stunning most of them are, it is really something special where we're going now. Mm. I look. I hope this continues on. I've got the feeling we're coming to an end of an arc Uh. that might that might be gone for a while. But I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just extrapolating.
0: Did you read something in the back that I didn't? No. Okay.
1: No. 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 It's just. It just. I'm feeling some finality somewhere.
0: All right, we'll talk in a minute because I have questions. Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Lastly, the final issue of Star Trek New Visions, the lovingly curated and delivered photo novels from John Byrne, came out on July 4th. But last week's jam-packed episode, I didn't have time to give it or the series its proper due. Across 22 issues, John Byrne has provided Star Trek fans with a fourth season of the classic original series, creating both original adventures and sequels to beloved episodes as well. In this story, it's called An Unexpected Yesterday, his crafted tale that not only incorporates characters and story elements from four older episodes, but dives headlong into an altered timeline scenario that might be the explanation for what has become rather large paradox in Star Trek chronology. Back in the 60s, early 70s, they did some of these photo novels. It was series of 13 of them, I think it was, I actually own six of them. And John Byrne has just gone episode by episode through his encyclopedic memory finding the right shots from various episodes, changing some of the backgrounds, crafting new scenes from other pieces, making new 3D sets out of this. It's pretty incredible, especially this one with so many different episodes that play at once, just an absolute brilliant piece of work. in August, by the way, if anyone is either in Boston, I don't have the exact date in front of me. For some reason, I did, but I can't seem to find it. In Boston, and then in Toronto, a couple of weeks later, he's doing signings for IDW and also panels with William Shatner. Sweet. So, Boston or Toronto, look for those folks
0: over there. Wow.
3: Ooh, perfect timing.
0: Even yeah. with me interrupting mm-hmm. you, you made it. <laughs> there you go. It was hardly an interruption. Go. All right.
3: All right, right.
0: Um, first, before we get to my thing, because my thing might take a few minutes. um, Okay. Jess, do you have any comments or questions about any of Bob's books?
3: No, I'm good. Go ahead. (laughs) OK,
0: first item of business. Loved Nancy Drew, number two. That book just continues to be incredible. And I'm totally sucked in. And there's so much so much good stuff going on in that book. Um, And yes, you were completely right about it being very character driven. Uh, That seemed to be a big thing for a lot of the books that I read this week as well. Um, Loved having Max Sarin back on Giant Days. Mm -hmm. I have not particularly been into the last few issues um, art-wise. And having that kind of that personality and that pep and that brightness and, and expression to the artwork uh, back for me personally uh, helped pick things back up again. And I really like, I'm, I'm right back on with giant days. So that was awesome. But here's the thing. Okay. I'm going to have to spoil something in paper girls. Number 22 to have this conversation with Bob. So I'm giving you all fair warning. No,
3: I'm not up to date. I'm not up to date. Uh, really? <laughs>
0: Come on.
3: It's okay, you can It's like it. one a- thing. thing.
0: There's like six It's not right.
3: Don't worry. Go for it. Go 6, for it. I'm okay. There's 6,000
0: different things going on in that book right now. Oh, I
3: know. All right, I'll, I'll try you. to be
0: I'll try I'll to be super you. vague, okay? I'll be, I'll be super vague and we'll see if if Bob can Okay. So, okay. <laughs> at the end of the issue, Bob, the thing that suppose that that so and so a character thinks is supposed to happen <laughs> at that moment and it it doesn't is does that now change everything cuz they keep talking about how you can't change the future do you think that that that, that moment that they that they've been waiting for is no longer going to happen
1: um i think the moment is
0: going to happen you think it's going to happen later
1: i think it's going to happen later okay. the other thing that they're discussing might happen too, and that's yeah, that could be sad. But we have su- th- this issue goes so all over the place. We're, mm-hmm. we're introduced to new characters who are old characters who were new and yet old at once because well, that's how yeah. Brian Cave One does things.
0: I gotta tell it, you, it's go, nice go to see them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love the library. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 series is going to require uh, a reread, reread. in due yeah. time because there is even with reading it issue to issue there's so much going on at this point that i feel like i'm starting to forget they're like oh this is so and so back in this time and this person is duped and blah, blah and i'm like um right sure nod let's go um but it's still wonderful it's still super mysterious and every single issue ends with crazy cliffhangers it's so nuts
1: hmm and mm-hmm. this is this was a really good one
0: yep all right yeah. so i hope you all enjoyed that super coded conversation <laughs> yeah You did, did good i don't think I, you may- I maybe should have saved that for off air but you know what
3: it that was happened. good I'm people not... have
0: this, may have the same question you did that's right i just was like yeah i'm kind of waiting for that thing too and now i don't know and it has me upset but we'll see we'll see <laughs> all right Jessica it's your time Jeez.
2: okay Lightning <laughs> okay let's go
0: let's go you have five minutes on the clock Jessica go
3: <laughs> she could fly <laughs> <laughs> okay. She Can Fly by, from Dark Horse. Uh, writer is Christopher Cantwell. Arts is Martin Morazzo. I hope I'm saying that correct. Um, I did steal like the summary because there's a lot going on in this book. So in Chicago, an unknown woman appears flying at speeds of 120 miles per hour and at heights reading 2,000 feet. Then she suddenly dies in a fiery explosion Ooh. midair. No one knows who she is was how she flew or why. Luna, a disturbed 15 year old girl becomes obsessed with learning everything about her while rumors and conspiracy theories royal. Will cracking these secrets of the flying woman's inner life lead to the liberation from her own troubled mind? Um, as we take a look or a trip through Luna's mind, we find that she is pretty deeply disturbed, having visions of killing her teachers, her parents. She's clearly suffering from some kind of mental illness. If you read the back matter, the
2: mm-hmm. author
3: explains how he dealt with a specific form of OCD that caused him to obsess over crazy scenarios that would, he would make up in his mind. And for a long time, he dealt with it for like 25 years.
2: Yeah, You can uh... really oh, – yeah
3: you could really see him projecting himself into this character you can go go ahead you can uh, it's,
0: it's called uh, primarily obsessional ocd or go. pure o uh for yeah. short.
3: yeah and it was pretty interesting actually that's i enjoyed the back matter of this book now where was oh i God, darn it steve you really see him projecting himself into this character luna in this book and it gives you the feeling that you're really taking a look through someone with a mental illness um but maybe not there's a flying woman who blows up in the middle of broad daylight. Yeah. Uh, You know, in this first issue, we get a brief glimpse of, Other side plots that could make this so that maybe this is a, you know, maybe she's not crazy. Maybe these things are really happening. Um, You see a scientist who uh, is uh, friendly with a hooker for some reason, (laughs) talking to some men in black type people that are telling him to create something and they'll give him uh, asylum in China, or if he doesn't, they're still sending him to China. Um, There are clearly (laughs) things. Either way, China. (laughs) China. I know. That was like a great part. I was like, that's pretty funny. Uh, You know, there are clearly things going on that we don't know about yet in this universe and that are built uh, and it's this blend of mental illness or supernatural powers that are beyond our control is what made this issue very unique and really made me wanting more um all all in all a good read i would definitely pick up number two my next book on the list was little girl number one from devil's Do comics um writer pat shan artist olivia i have no idea pilaz please sure uh you, yeah sure sorry a new horror title out on the shelves this week: a cursed stuffed animals, crazy brother-in-laws with keys to the house, or brother-in-law S-types, a little dead girl that pops out of a tub in the middle of the night. This book has all of that. <laughs> Though this may sound like it is full of very so very stip- stereotypical horror cliches, and let's be honest, it is. They use them in a wonderful way that steps up the story that feels truly terrifying. When an unsuspecting woman named Sarah receives a haunted stuffed penguin from her out-of-town boyfriend, Damon, the spirit of Abby May is released into Sarah's house. Yes. and she and she... <laughs> is here for vengeance, Abby <laughs> may is straight up the little girl from the ring with the hair, the whole like Ooh. beat up like you know little gown thing, totally creepy, um totally like water like water at one point is spewing out of like Sarah's eyes. she like tries to drown her in a pool. it's crazy uh, <laughs> right and she's straight up the little girl from the ring, but there may be more to Abby may than you're just your typical little dead girl who wants revenge. Pat Shan's writing style makes the characters in this book feel real they are full of emotion from relationship problems to fear of being alone and seeing things that aren't there tuez's artwork perfectly goes perfectly alongside the story as you go page to page you get this true feeling of suspense and fear with an interesting twist at the end i will definitely be picking up to number two to see if they can keep the same suspense for the second issue okay my third book on the list was morte uh so by source point press i've read some random books this week um Ooh la la. this is one of the more unique books i've picked up in a long time uh well morte is a one-shot a self-contained story told with no dialogue at mm. all there is one word that is actually spoke in the whole entire book and is though the story
2: day?
3: it is not morte uh, <laughs> no. <though Jimmy> Chonga. <laughs> Jimmy Changa. no, no, no. <laughs> this is why I go over. It's your fault. I farted. <laughs>
2: get,
3: get out of my lightning round.
0: Go of my lightning <laughs> round. Get off my lightning round. You, my lightning you have up. nine seconds left.
3: <laughs> See exactly. This is what happens. I'm finishing. I'm finishing, I'm finishing no. it. Going over because you're mean. <laughs> anyway, back to what I was talking about. So this story is devoid of any actual dialogue you figure out pretty quickly that why it is set in what seems to be post-apocalyptic forget it now i can't even speak wisconsin (laughs) set in wisconsin we are looking through the eyes of the last man on earth kevin joseph and da bishop do an amazing job of bringing out emotion just the use of a very earth tone muddy color palette and disturbing imagery you get a full sense of the sadness and lonesomeness lonesome existence of being the last man standing As we follow our main character through the small town in Wisconsin, they give a glimpse of what once was and all the lives that have been taken. It's pretty rough, and this book really tugs at the feelings and even brought a slight tear to my eye when he gets to the family that was sitting there playing a board game together with their last moments alive. If you want to change it up a little bit and read, I'll say, read with quotation marks something a little bit different. Definitely grab this. Mm -hmm. All right, and now I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, good for you.
1: I that sounds it. incredible, by
3: the way. It actually really, it was really good. And there's one, real there's no, it's all done in imagery. And like what they had to do together to get, you know, what I mean, the direction that that had mm-hmm. to be given. It was really well done. It's really good.
0: Have you read uh about Betty's boob yet?
3: I have not. I have
2: Ooh, not. Oh my oh, yes. I know. I yeah.
3: know. I know. Oh, it's gonna know. be. It's, it's gonna be on some lists. I know it's gonna be. I, I figured that. It's, it will be there. I've had a, I've had a big reading list lately.
0: So. That book <laughs> so is no. exquisite. I will
3: do um,
0: it. Wow, okay, so you read some really cool stuff this week. They all sound been... uh, rather unique.
3: Yeah, they were weird.
0: <laughs> I must say. Um, I also read She Could Fly, number one. And I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Ooh. There's a lot going on. A, a lot. lot going on. Um... But one thing that i want to actually i want to look up who did the letters because not only did i think that the letters were very cool but i think there might be something going on yes with yeah i think yeah, that I, I, th- I think the like the, the
3: voice the the, the, inner, the voice yeah
0: um is a I don't know this is this is one of those things where I need more. Like I need. I know
3: there were so I many questions. More. I have questions.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of moments where it feels like like what does this have to do with the story?
3: Rubber ball, rubber ball, rubber ball. Why is she always saying rubber ball? What does the rubber ball have to do? With I think it? it's, it's her. What? I
0: think it's her her version of like calm blue ocean where is somebody what, yeah. is.
3: But there's gotta there's, be. Come on, that's so specific. You know, like
0: that's... Well, who knows? It might tie into something later. I just yeah, I think exactly. like it's a mantra for her to kind of like, come down off the ceiling of, of her, her attacks and stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, like it's just it's so weird. Like we almost get no time at all with the woman who's flying in the air. Yeah. And even when we do, like, is it just a dream? Is she is real? It, is it That's happening?
3: Is um, is it part of her imagination? Is it part of her like illness? Or is she not yeah. ill at all? Yeah, no, I I'm with you.
0: Um but yeah, it no, this was cool because I like, I'm reading it and I'm reading it, and all of a sudden the story takes like a real left turn, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. What is happening right now? And then they bring it in and it's just it was pretty wild. Yeah, and um, then the
3: grandmother that's like there, like she's sick, but she's meditating. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Like,
0: every yeah. every hour that I'm that I'm alive <laughs> is like closer to my death or whatever it is that yeah, she says.
3: Like yeah, well, <laughs> um
0: No, sure. hold on, it was really good.
3: Yeah, it yeah. was really good. I, I know it's <laughs>
0: Shit, I gotta find it. She's sitting. Oh wait, 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 wait. Where is it? Every hour more of me is vanishing. (laughs) Every hour more of me is vanishing. More me is
3: vanishing. Yeah, just like grandma meditating, just hanging out, you know, being weird. Thanks, grandma.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, um, cool, weird, but like good weird, and and lots of questions, but good questions, you know, um definitely gonna have to check out another issue of that to be certain all right uh i guess it's my turn isn't it yeah okie dokie let's go to some notes here dunna dunna we need like steve finding his notes music (laughs) that's a thing that should happen
1: yeah like the jeopardy music yeah
0: hey any any listeners out there want to make some like sounders like some cool music interludes for no. us yeah. let us know tweet us at talking comics <laughs> all like
3: right so while we're fumbling
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> you know just like this like the the jeopardy music the do, 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 do. something's happening okay 5 minutes on the clock for me and go so x23 number 1 came out this past week and I was sad. Aww. I didn't know how this was going to go. Uh, I very, very, very much uh, like Mariko Tamaki a lot. Uh, I just wasn't ready to leave Tom Taylor behind. However, Mariko Tamaki, Juan Cabal on art, Nolan Woodard on colors and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. This book opens with Laura and Gabby Free falling, taking out dudes on jetpacks, which is just awesome. (laughs) As they dispatch a gang of DNA nabbing lizard men, the glorious chemistry doesn't miss a beat. It's obvious right away that Mariko Tamaki is having a blast writing these characters. And I loved every panel of it. Uh, As X-23 and Honey Badger continue to track down those responsible for the Weapon X program... We learn that a geneticist studying the program has gone missing. This is where three of my favorite mutants enter the story, Celeste, Mindy, and Phoebe, the Stepford Cuckoos. Without warning, the book takes on quite a sinister vibe as we learn that the Cuckoos are up to no good. Uh, X-23 number one is a superhero book, but it's also a book about sisterhood. And the special bond that clones share with one another. The art is positively stunning. It's cheerful and light for the funny moments. It's stylish and engaging for the action bits. And malevolent once things take a turn for the dark. Uh, like I said, I loved every page of it. And I feel as if the book is in really great hands with this team. Um, really outstanding, number one. Especially coming off of such a successful run uh, from Tom Taylor. So, hard judge. Hard judge. Over here, another awesome book that I read that I thought was a perfect number one was Farmhand Number One, created, written, and drawn by Rob Guillory of Chew fame. Uh, colors by Taylor Wells and letters and logo by Cordy, Cody Chamberlain. Sorry, uh, it's been seven years since Ezekiel and his family have seen his estranged father, Jedediah. Elias Jenkins, inventor of the Jedidiah seed, a cell with a sense of intelligent design. How so? Well, if I told you that organs would no longer need to be donated, but rather one can grow them in a greenhouse right alongside your average fruits and vegetables, what would you say? Thank you. Farm stand. <laughs> Sounds too good to be true, right? That's because it is. And there's something now I'm going to do it.
2: Something shady
0: going down at Jedediah's farm, and the Jenkins family has no idea. At least, not yet. Um, If I had to pitch Farmhand, I'll tell people that it's Invasion of the Pod People meets Slither with plenty of real Ooh. family drama. The setup is brilliant, while the mystery surrounding Jedediah's work only grows more elaborate with every page, which gives this issue a great Joe Bob goes to the drive in vibe. Uh, I have no idea where the story is going to go next. And that's like a lot of what I love about it. Uh, And but I'm really like super excited to find out. Uh, I still have I still have a minute and a half. Um, I also read
3: this, too. And I'm with you, Steve. I'm like, where are you going? (laughs) What is
0: this going to do? I have to make a confession. Uh, Comixology is trying to compete with San Diego Comic-Con going on this week. So they're doing all of their, like, ridiculous sales. And I knew that they would. So (laughs) I kind of, like, saved up. And I've just been just buying stuff like it's going out of style i bought the entire collection of chew last night for like 50 bucks for the whole thing so that was pretty awesome um i got some suicide squad stuff i got uh injection i picked up black monday murders i read a study in emerald i picked that up too uh that's the neil gaiman and Raphael albuquerque book uh sherlock holmes really good um and a whole bunch of other stuff too but yeah um, tell me about Farmhand. I'm gonna kill my timer, and let's just uh, let talk about Farmhand for a minute.
3: Yeah, I read it with you, and I'm I'm just. I want to know where that's going like what is happening like there's arms growing off trees yep. <laughs> there's thumbs just hanging out in the field like I like when they're talking about where to go in the book and he's like yeah just go past the liver patch yeah
2: yeah yeah go,
0: go like, past the, the, the kidney tree
3: <laughs> yeah, the kidney tree you'll be fine just just make a you know just make I... a little left turn over there <laughs>
0: what I really love about the book is like the premise is really wild and really cool. And I love that, that double pager where it's kind of like the Jurassic park or the, um, the Hershey park ride where you go, where they, they take you through the making of Hershey's park or whatever, and how like they make the kisses and everything. And it's this little ride. So you go on one of those and the kid is like, Hey dad, they got Jaden Smith to play you. That's so cool. Yeah. Um,
3: There's a good bit of humor in there that
0: way. Yeah. And there's another, there's like another line from the sister, the, the estranged sister who's like, you know, oh, you should go back to after the tour and, you know, get a good night's sleep. And after seeing, like, all the body parts growing on all the trees and bushes, the mother's like, oh, nobody's sleeping well tonight.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just it. Like, no one's sleeping at all.
0: Yeah, and there's like... <laughs> go, go go ahead.
3: Yeah, no, they're, like, discussing, like, because they want the kids to work there. She's like, you know, this could be th- the scholarships. And then she's like, but on the other hand, you know, <laughs> it, c- it could be bad. You know, it could be terrible.
0: Yeah, it's really yeah. good. It's only um, It's only five issues. So it's um I think it's going to be quite the ride. I think that the next issue things are are really going to blow up. There's a lot going on. Um but yeah, I I really really enjoyed both uh X23 and uh uh Farmhand number 1 a great deal. Uh and then my one of my absolute favorite books of the week as we uh jump into some open discussion here. Is uh, Outpost Zero, Number One. So, um, just give me, uh, give me one second. Let me bring this up. Okay, uh, we have Sean Kelly McKeever, uh, creator and writer, Alexandre uh, Tefengi, creator artist. I apologize if I got that wrong. Uh, Jean-François Bellu, of I Hate Fairyland fame, uh, yes on we colors. Are. Ariana Marr on letters. uh, Ariella Basich on uh, associate editor. Sean uh, Makowitz, you got it. Editor, there you go. Whole team. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. This is a double sized issue, right? This is 47 pages for the first issue of this this new image book, uh, Image Skybound book. I fell so hard for this title this past week i was at uh bronwyn's ball hockey game and um usually in their their downtime between uh halves i will you know pull out my my ipad and read a thing and i had music going on in my uh, my headphones and everything and i read this and like i was transported man this is so cool so the premise is is that you have this colony of of people that are living uh, underneath this dome on this, this planet, or maybe it's even Earth, not really sure. But um, outside of the dome, it's all completely iced over, right? So it's it's like the end of Snowpiercer or just outside the Snowpiercer train is what this place looks like, it's a tundra. And they're sending out this um, like discovery team to go and look for any signs of life and what they end up doing, um, they're the parents of one of the main characters, is they find out that like this terrible kind of like space lightning storm is coming. And so they have to reinforce the dome, make sure everything's cool. But it's coming at a really bad and awkward time for these people, because it's very much kind of this coming of age, coming into your own thing, where you're mainly following a group of young people who are just going through their job placement and aptitude tests uh, when this story takes place? So everybody's kind of on the cusp of finding out what they're, who they're going to be to their colony on this on this place, and that's where this book, in my opinion, gets really really good. In that there's a lot of conversation you really get to know the characters. Ignore the fact that I can't remember their names because I can't remember anybody's name. I don't even know my name half the time. Um, so I just, I fell in love with with th- these characters and I, I I care about them. I want them to be safe. Um, all of this stuff, uh, even this dickhead character who I know is going to end up doing something heroic by the end of this thing and turn things around. Or maybe he'll die and I'll smile. Um oh we to talk
1: about Mitchell. That's no way to talk about
0: him. Oh, he's a <laughs> jerk. So far, maybe he'll win me over in issue number two, but so far he's on the shit list.
3: I'm with you. He can die.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Boot him out. Boot him out into the cold. Kill all him. right. Kill him. He's dead. So here's the thing. Like you have you have all these different um, we'll call them students. All right. You have all these different students that are that are, are finding out you know what they're going to be to this colony, or whatever. But they're all kind of, like, you get really inside their heads and you find out like where they stand on things. Some of them don't really care where they end up because they just want to help. Others are determined to be a part of the team that goes out into the world and searches for things. Meanwhile, the other student that loves the student that wants to go outside the dome wants to keep things kind of, you know, ho-hum and keep things inside the dome where it's safe and he's worried that this other person is going to get hurt and it's all done through these wonderful conversations and really cool setups there's a char- there's a conversation between the two main characters where they're sitting on a seesaw uh inside the dome and as they're going up and down up and down they're kind of you know counterpointing tit-for-tatting one another um and i just thought it was a really cool way to to kind of present the um, their arguments for one another and um it's really really just heightened moment and uh i just i'm gonna keep babbling about it because i i fell for this book pretty damn hard so uh jess i know that you read it do you wanna
3: I did i did and i did enjoy it as well i don't think i fell for it as hard as you did but well then get I out. Definitely...
2: <laughs>
3: listen you invaded my lightning round i'm gonna invade your book now okay get over it um <laughs> the cell um, is coming whatever, whatever, I do what I want. Yeah. The cell is coming. Um, that, mm-hmm. I, you know, it took me back to other things like, Oh, what was that movie? Divergent. That's where they have to pick. It was very much like that where almost like they had to like kind of pick what they wanted to do. And like mm-hmm. the one trick's dad was like really angry that she was just going to be like a common, a common worker, <laughs> you know, it kind of yeah. reminded me of that type of deal where they all were like at this point where they were kind of like, you know, picking their futures almost. And they explain it very much. Like, you know, they, they have to do these things to live. Like you have to, have these people here um yeah and i i kind of i'm interested to know where it is as well like you said like you don't know if they're on earth like they do mention about other things or like where where the people before them were if they lived if they had like a good life like so i do i do find that interesting and i want to see where it goes mm. um the only thing like i said like the like bob said like the supercell is coming <laughs> i was just a little like oh <laughs> that's, that's what kind of threw me off to be honest with you i was like okay it's like a giant storm that's coming to get us uh, you know it's just been a little done before but other than that the book was really interesting and like you said i think what made the book was the conversations between the characters and you really got a feeling for the characters themselves mm-hmm. and and that's what what made it pretty great is that you get this like, you know, this this really good internet in, in the, the, the interactions between the characters. It is very long. <laughs> Don't read it at night like I did. Okay? <laughs> I picked it up and I was like, oh no, it's very long and very wordy, so that's my only recommendation. Read it when you're awake, because <laughs> you will have to read it again, like I did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I read it as well, and I'll say that length really helped. I, I read mm. it this morning, though, you know, with like three cups of coffee. But the extra space allowed those conversations to be wordy and deep and occasionally go tangential. It gave space for the characters to live and breathe and, uh, right in front of us. You, you, you felt them becoming real characters. Because mm-hmm. Just as so you're saying, just, there are bits and pieces of this we've seen in Twilight Zone episodes or Logan's Run or Never Let Me Go, a lot of different things but arranged in a new way and with this set of characters it felt very very fresh. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed this myself.
0: Um I love that like inside the dome for for their sanity and and for other reasons the the dome kind of is like a giant LED screen. So they're projecting You know, um, like clear skies and sunsets, clouds and and suns, right? Yep.
3: Right. Yeah. It's always sunny, and they turn it off. Ooh, that's creepy. That was.
0: Yeah, like that was like they like things start going to shit because because this giant storm is coming. And what's happening? So they turned off the sky, and the other the other uh, the mother says it's about time, meaning like everybody needs to be reminded of the fact that you know we're living underneath a dome we need to go out we need to find other places to colonize because we can't do this forever and it really i felt like it really drew a line in the sand between like the different characters and families that we meet and i just thought it all ties together um really well and there's some real sinister stuff going on that i haven't quite figured out exactly what it is and it might just be Um, Bronwyn and I watched a show this past weekend. I think it's called kiss me first. It's on Netflix. It's like eight episodes long. Really good. Um, not what you'd expect. Uh, Watch the trailer, but don't expect to get entirely that it's much deeper than, uh, than it lets on. But, um, there's kind of like a help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, you're my only hope, uh, message that plays inside of this broken, um, like holographic messaging device Mm -hmm. that one of these kids finds and throughout the issue you're kind of getting more and more and more pieces of this recording and the show we were watching to a degree had something to do with a person forming like a suicide cult and i'm wondering if there might be something like that going on um, by way of this message and this character that finds this thing, if this is just like another type of story that's going on within this larger thing, like there are all of these smaller stories happening around this dome kind of thing. I don't know. I'm I'm really pulled into this. I definitely want to check out uh, the next issue and however this goes.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that holographic story could go back... A week, a year, ten thousand years to another planet, who knows yeah. You?
3: Yeah, and they and, do mention there was stuff before you know what I mean? They do say that. They do like say about like the people before them or the people after mm-hmm. you know, and that there right. could be there could be other domes somewhere. You're like you don't know. So
0: I think I mean what I think is that this thing that's coming for them, like they said like this is worse than the last time. The the storm could be the thing that took them out
2: mm-hmm. the
0: last time. So um I don't know. It's it's. I, I don't know. I got a lot of I got a lot from this, and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Very much. Okie dokie. Let's move on. We have uh, a little bit of a uh, Gail Simone corner. <laughs> yeah. And let's even on. bring red the Gail corner in. Yeah. Yep. Um, Bob, why don't you why don't you lead us in uh, a discussion about Plastic Man number two?
1: That is number two of a six issue miniseries from DC. Gail Simone, Adriana Mello, and Kelly Fitzpatrick. Uh, now, this uh, oh, this is going to sound terrible. Anyway, but there's some really interesting stuff with Plaz and some of his friends as he searches for the hoodie kid who helped him out. And the story goes in a couple of different places, swirls around to different locales. Uh, But I guess I think I wanted a quicker payoff on Last Issue's cliffhanger. So I found this issue to be very, very good, just not as fabulous as I figured somehow. Mm -hmm. I'm still in for the duration because anyone who'll do what amounts to a three-page continuing gag of Plastic Man firing his fist across four pages, and one of the pages is a, hey, kids, Find these fun items in the painful, dehumanizing morass of immorality and poverty shown above, which includes, (laughs) see a dog experiencing ennui. Please. Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, A family of street-fighting emus. God, there's good stuff here. So, I'm in. I'm in. I I, ah, wasn't bowled over, but really enjoyed myself. How about everybody else?
0: Jess, did you read it?
3: I did, uh, and I'm with you, Bob. Same same kind of feelings on it. Oh, could have been a little bit more payoff, but but other than that, it, it's really funny it is funny it's the humor is what kind of keeps me going back like it makes me audibly laugh out loud and that's you know like it makes me actually laugh so and that's a big thing i I do enjoy humor and i do it's very it's very smart humor as well it's not like slapstick like there is a little bit of that but it's very it's very smart humor and i do i have been enjoying it um i will read the six issues i will continue to read it (laughs) um because but but i'm with you it could have a, a little bit more payoff from that cliffhanger would have been would have been nice so by you, Steve. Do you read?
0: Really- um, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat uh, with the both of you as far as uh, temperature wise. But I will say this: I kind of enjoy the manic nature of it. Those first couple of pages were just—I yes. I could, I almost, I almost <laughs> yes, couldn't keep yes. up. I was, I just, you know, I wasn't ready to just jump right into the craziness and in in just one page you have him like stretched with a vice on one of his <laughs> hands yeah. and then the next is a cannon it looks like a telescope or, or a quadiscope cannon then you have a tank and you have that bit with uh batwoman which is just awesome which by the way they just announced uh, a batwoman solo series Ooh. for the CW <laughs> um it still has to go to pilot and all that stuff like that, but um they're they're developing it. Um but she says to she says to Eel or or to plastic man rather, uh, no, I haven't seen anyone like that and no, I don't want to see your slide <laughs> trombone. Seriously. Ew. Yeah. Um and like yeah. it's for yeah. those moments that I'm totally on board mm-hmm. and, and, and reading this book pretty much no matter what. And I really do love the Saturday morning cartoon feel of it uh, at times. And I think I said this when we talked about the first issue, but like I grew up with plastic man being a part of like the cartoon express, the USA cartoon express. I remembered him very differently from the yeah. way that he's presented in this comic. And so it's almost acting as like a, like an elseworlds thing for me. And, um, you know, I I I I don't hide it at all. It's Gail Simone, I'm I'm in. You know, like time yeah. and time and again, she she's proven herself to be a master, uh, and I love her sense of humor.
3: Yeah, well, so. that's a, the sense of humor, and it's just she she writes well. So you're reading something, even if it's not Absolutely. like you know, it's still well written. So it's like all right, oh, it's great, need yeah. to Read this, yeah
1: yeah and, we, and you know that an issue from now, any of my complaints will have disappeared as she pays it off twice as hard as she would yeah. have if it had happened here, so
2: look
0: we're we're allowed to be like you know a little weirded out by some stuff if we weren't looking forward to being weirded out every now and again by comic books, what the hell are we doing this for? yeah, yeah you no know
1: point. I think my favorite weirded out Gail moment though was clean room oh. which was
0: <laughs> yeah. We just bought that over again um, over the weekend because Bronwyn wanted hard copies of it. I wish that there was a collected hardcover of that. I don't know that we're ever going to get it, but um, I can't find the third trade anywhere. They're all sold out. I'm going to have to get my ass in a car and actually go to the shop and see if I can uh, dig one out of there. Oh, you might
1: have a few more minutes at Amazon Prime Prime Day or whatever it is today. No, I tried. I looked at that man. (laughs) And did sucked. you get the Did you get the uh, screen of
0: dog faces or whatever? Yeah.
1: We're yeah,
3: sorry. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to yeah. buy a pot. Okay, all I wanted was a damn pot, and I couldn't buy a pot. I was, I was so trying to upset. buy <laughs>
0: a pocket recorder for a friend, and uh, I just kept getting dogs.
3: Yeah, yeah. just dogs all day. Actually, there was a bunch of uh, memes that were saying like every bad marketing fail it was just like, "Hold my beer, <laughs> like yeah, here we go." Yeah. <laughs>
1: <You know? laughs> See, I don't even have Prime, but I had a thing in my email. Three months of free Prime for having an American Express card. Uh-huh. Great. I've got some movies that are in my short list that I never get around to because I never get up to $25 for free shipping and I'm a cheapskate.
0: And all I kept getting <laughs> were dogs. No. They're Bobby cute.
1: be trying to use really. Prime once. <laughs> once, and that's what happened. So that's it.
0: I wanted the, uh, they had the 4K Harry Potter movie collection, the whole thing. <laughs> for, you know, beans yeah, and like- uh, yeah, I got all excited. And then I realized that like, I'm now amazon.ca, I'm not amazon.com. Oh. So to buy it there and ship it to myself here, you might as well just buy it on any other day. Oh. So sadness, overwhelmed.
3: All right, I wanted to buy one thing. One a thing, pot. I just want a new pot. I make, saut- you know, a saute pot, I just needed a new pot. I was like, oh good, it's 50% off, it's what I want. No. Now oh. it's regular price. And now no pot for you. <laughs> now you I'll will fit. starve now. Well, Dan will starve. I'll find something else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just eat Dan.
3: Uh, he's too skinny. He needs more meat on his bones.
0: <laughs> uh, oh. Is he playing Overwatch right now?
3: Of course he is. Oh, that bastard. He's always sitting next to me playing Overwatch.
0: <laughs> what super quick before we get to our last open discussion <laughs> book. Give me your, your hot take on hammy in overwatch
3: okay so here's the deal people all right everyone was up in arms about a hamster being in the game you're playing a game you're playing a game with a talking monkey a guy made out of like purple ooze or smoke a dude that shoots dragons out of his arms like and and the hamster the hamster that's what three over that's what made it that no can't have a hamster talking monkey fine hamster no I, I think he's gonna be fun I, I don't know i think it's gonna be a good time i can't wait to like you know fly around on his wrecking ball and sing some miley cyrus at the same time you know i'm excited for that i'm excited about all the memes that came out that's what do makes you, me happy do you
0: remember <laughs> the kids movie g-force
3: yeah didn't that have a hamster in it like it the i don't really force, remember it I was believe. a gerbil yeah it was
0: like... maybe all the people that don't like hammy were like somehow traumatized, traumatized. By, by that, that movie like <laughs> they walked into the room and mom and dad were on the couch so and angry. then things were never the same again
3: i guess so they were just really angry about this hammy just like triggers
0: it and they yeah. remember
3: <laughs> i guess so man because people are really <laughs> angry about that no i'm not angry about it uh i think it's a video game um so, so we can have whatever we want in it. Um and I'm excited to roll around in a hamster ball. That makes yep. me happy in life.
0: <laughs> I gotta tell you what makes me happy is being able to remember the movie G Force without having looked it up on the internet. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's go back to comics. Domino, number four.
3: Ah. Uh, yes. Back to Gail Simone yes. Corner. <laughs>
1: Gail Simone, David Baldion, Jesus Arburtrov. Now, let me say up front, I thought this was an absolutely fabulous issue, maybe the best one of the bunch so far, and not saying a lot. Get a crap ton of backstory on Topaz, real name Cynthia Topaz-Rosini, which ties into the anti-mutant Project Armageddon and, and, and Little Domino then named Nina Thurman, of course, and also little Desmond, who might just still be hanging around. Just saying. Added to this, we have some hilarious stuff uh, with, with Rachel and uh, Inez. Not to mention, we get some of the greatest movie montage training sequences of all time between Shang Shai, the master of Kung Fu, and Domino. Fabulous story, hilarious throughout, great artwork. I'm I'm in love with this one. Everybody else same?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> I'm going first this time. Go <laughs> ahead. I really love it when you're reading a book and they have that part at the beginning where it's almost a like a pre-title card sequence. Uh-huh. Where where you're reading Topaz's uh, backstory. By the way, that panel of little dude, oh! and oh <laughs> man, I was not okay with that. I was not okay with that it's at all. It's giving
3: me the like the heebs just thinking about it. I'm like shaking. Uh, Ugh.
0: But like I'm reading that and like I'm going through this moment. It's all like black and white and red and everything, and then that green pops in. It's really moody, and then the Domino title comes up and it's like boom, 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 boom. Anyway, really, really, really cool. I love the art in this book. Like I love everything about this book, but the art and the colors are so crazy. Have we ever seen that this team on another title? And I just don't remember. Cause this feels new to me.
1: I don't recall them together. All right. Well, David and um, Jesus. Yeah, no, I don't believe so.
0: Yeah. Domino, like a sword made of flesh. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Loved the back and forth between those two characters. Uh, I, I wanted more Deadpool. I really wanted more Deadpool. I want Gail to have her own Deadpool book. She's kind of doing it with this one, but I need more. I want more. Let's make that happen. Anyway, uh, Jess, what did you think?
3: I'm with you. More Deadpool, because I think her writing Deadpool is great. Because like I said before, with the with Plastic Man, her comedy is like fantastic it's gold she has yeah. it's funny these books are funny and they're they're smart they're funny and and, and and it's nice to read and her coming up in that like ridiculous like like she's going through all like the sexy she's ordering off the the, the sexy yeah. what called, website the, the yeah. sexy, sexy Halloween. costume the, one, yeah. yeah the sexy
1: costume.com i was like sexy can iron I, fist
2: yeah
3: yes can, yeah. can i wear sexy iron fist he's like no she's like ah, oh, but i really like sexy iron fist yeah. right yeah. and i But like, see, like as a woman, and she's like, that's all you could get for Halloween. So it's funny. It's just, it's really comical. Like they want you to be a sexy something all the time. That's sexy SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, you want to be the sexy nurse or the sexy doctor this time? Like no, neither. A sexy
0: bottle of ketchup.
3: Yeah, to be a sexy pizza. You know. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like, I uh, I wrote, a, I wrote an article for a movie called Hellfest today where I talked a little bit about uh, the sexy Halloween costumes and how kind of ridiculous they are or how ridiculous they've gotten over the years. You know, it used to be just, you know, sexy pirate or yeah. Playboy Bunny or whatever. But now you have the most bizarre... You have sexy versions of characters that should not... Like, here's the Dorothy sexy Dora Wizard the Explorer. Yeah. Sexy <laughs> Doc McStuffins. <laughs> She's not just a veterinarian anymore. Uh, so.
1: I just start to say something, and I edited myself. Yep.
0: <laughs> say it, Bob.
1: We'll make no, it the name of the podcast no, episode. Nope, 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 nope. Sorry.
3: But anyway, back to the actual book. No, it yeah. was. It, it, I'm with you, Bob. I think this might have been the best one. I actually read this and then read them over again. <laughs> right. I'm like really into this. I'm really into the domino. Um, can we get more more of the puppy, please? though? what was his? He's the which we call it. Oh, mm-hmm. right. What was it his, was his a, name? It was really cute. It was a really term. clever. Yeah, it was a really clever name too. It's like the spots on the domino. I forgot. Pip. I don't know. No. Pip. I mean, Pip. It was. Yeah, was, it it was it. Pip. Was it. Yeah, it was Pip. Because she was like cause, <laughs> What you call cool, divebacks? Like I was thinking Dickens, but sure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I want I want more pip. You can add a little bit more pip, and then it'd be perfect. It'd Just be perfect.
0: All right. So that's it for open conversation books. Let's move on to some news. Acclaimed writer G Willow Wilson brings the Just War to Wonder Woman this November. G Willow Wilson is writing Wonder Woman this November. Bob, if you please. Well,
1: um, here's the thing. We, we've just come off a long, for many of us, not so successful run by James Robinson, who I've liked in the past, where we had four issues in a row where Diana appeared in a total of about eight panels, three of which were on television so we could read all about her twin brother, Jason.
0: Pretty G- lame, Milhouse. Pretty lame.
1: Pretty lame in, in the year of Wonder Woman, in her anniversary year with a big movie out, where people would have flocked to a well-done book, such as the one that's going to be written by G. Willow Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Who we know ahead of time is going to absolutely nail this. She's already said all sorts of lovely things on Twitter about how important the character is. She apparently owed DC a project from 10 years ago. So she's a a woman of her word. She is not leaving Ms. Marvel. She has way too many stories to tell, she says. Yes. So that's a great thing, that she'll be at two preeminent female characters at each company. And maybe she's the person that can get us a crossover between companies again. Hmm. Could be. There could be detente for if, if for only a moment. Uh, speaking of James Robinson, I just want to mention something. There was an article up this week, uh, an interview he did with, I think it was Newsarama, where on his way out the door, where he described what a wonderful story he had just told, which was left over from Jeff Johns and Dark Side War or whatever it was, manages in the space of two paragraphs to... Uh, slag Wonder Woman fans who, for, as being too strident when they complained about him and insulted Gloria Steinem's intelligence. Now, Mr. Mm-hmm. Robinson, go away. <laughs> That's it. Just go away. And never darken my towels again. Never darken your white your towels it's a groucho marks
0: line oh <laughs> that's amazing i love it
3: that's so good uh, i with you when he said it i was like did he just say dark my towels oh, uh, oh i have Bob, so I many so
0: ideas <laughs> for the the title of this episode
1: never darken my towels never
3: dark our towels okay
0: that's it
1: uh. so what <laughs> does everyone else think of g willow wilson on wonder woman
0: yeah Um <laughs> yes I have three words. Take my money. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Bob, I honestly, you, you said everything that I could say. It's wonderful news.
2: And uh,
0: I will uh, pre-order and read every yeah. issue. Very much looking forward to it. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know much of uh, where Carrie Nord's art, except what I've seen in images. And his stuff looks powerful, epic in the same sort of way that Nicholas Scott's was. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I I think they made good, certainly, they made a great choice on the writer, and it looks like they made a good choice on the artist. So look at it this way coming near the end of the year, depending on how the black label schedules all work themselves out, we'll have a Wonder Woman regular series by G. Willow Wilson. And two minis, one by Greg Rucka and one by Kelly Sue.
0: Ooh, I'm looking at the uh the art for Carrie Nord. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. It's got um Jill a little bit of Jill Thompson. Yes in there. Yes. A little bit of Jill Thompson. Um thicker lines though. But but nice. Yeah, i yeah. This is uh this is cool. Wow. I'm looking at a um a Rocketeer that he drew. Oh, I've seen and, that one, uh, yes. Whoa, <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome. Alright, uh there's a couple of Conans in here. Yeah, the Conans, I... the Conan sold me. Yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know about this thing though. I'm just kidding. It's oh it's not thing. Oh, it's the dude from He Man. It's the lizard man from He Man. Yeah. Alright, I'm back on board. You can stay. Okay.
1: You know, you know, who I would have loved to have seen on the art. Just, just saying, not, not, not to bemoan their choice. Stay on
0: mm. mm. What is the deal? Isn't he supposed to be doing Teen Titans? I, I heard that. Seeing, I heard it
3: too. I keep yeah. seeing
0: him post art for it, but I have no idea when he's actually going to be on the book.
3: I don't know either. Maybe yeah. no I'll idea. have to.
0: We'll have, have to, to wait for. It. Well, the new solicits will be out soon. Mm-hmm. let's all fingers right fingers crossed uh let's move on to our next news bit uh oh i'm sorry um jess you you are equally as excited for g will wilson wonder woman
3: yes thanks steve sorry <laughs> yeah as my yay that's all i have to say yeah. you guys said it all i just say yay and i'm happy We're good. all right move on
0: <laughs> um uh our next bit of news comes from some dear friends of ours bob
1: Yes. Just announced uh, for this Halloween, we'll have the Avengers Halloween special, which will have stories by all sorts of folks. Jay Baruchel making his Marvel Comics debut, Jerry Duggan, as well as Jen and Sylvia Saska doing a story in this issue. So that is always fun. They're Night Nurse special for the secret wars was absolutely great. They're guardians of infinity where they pinch it for Neil deGrasse Tyson. (laughs) Incredible. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Go ahead. Mm
0: -hmm. I no, 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 finish what you're going to say. And then I'll, I'll tell you my idea. Uh,
1: What I was going to say is I want to wish Jen and Sylvia, the twisted twins very well, because today they started filming rabid.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay, so check this out. Halloween this year falls on a Wednesday. Ooh! Nice. So, what if we record early with them and we do a special Halloween episode with the Saskas for our Halloween episode this year?
1: I will put that out there right now. They are rather busy making a movie. Halloween is very busy for them. They do lots of conventions, but I will certainly put it out there and let's see what we can't come up
0: with. Yeah, we could do like a whole whole horror-themed show, or even if we record something early and then just splice it in. Yeah, oh, absolutely. All right. We'll figure that out in our own time. Just wanted to put it out there before I forgot, as I tend to do. So that's fantastic news. Really looking forward to reading that. Uh, This last bit, Is actually really neat as well. Uh, Bob, you want me to do this one?
1: Yes, go right ahead.
0: All right, hopefully, CBR. Oh, nope. You're going to have to do it. They already. Okay. Wait, no, no, no. No, I got rid of it. (laughs) So I'll read this really quick. IDW and Marvel are teaming for a new line of middle grade comics. Uh, This is coming from CBR. As part of a new publishing agreement, Marvel and IDW will begin publishing middle grade comics intended for younger readers, with Marvel's library of iconic superheroes being licensed to IDW for all age-friendly monthly comics and trade paperback collections available through the direct market and bookstores around the country. Uh, The new line of family-friendly comic books launches with a new Spider-Man series in November starring Peter Parker and Miles Morales. This will be followed by an Avengers series in December and a Black Panther series in January of 2019. Creative teams and story details for all three series will be announced at a later date. So, this is exciting. Yes. Yeah. And Um, and Available in multiple outlets.
1: It is not just bookstores. It'll be the direct market comic stores as well. It's mm-hmm. a diverse line of characters. I've also heard Shuri is going to be very big in this.
0: Yep, Captain Marvel. Yeah. So
1: that's. It's not penance for all those books that canceled that we loved a couple of months back. But we're, we're, they're starting to, I think, readjust yeah you you bring back the wasp because you discover that the trades sell so then you do something like this that addresses that same marketplace it's people who buy trades who will then go to the bookstore and buy a miles peter story right and then maybe come back to the comic store you're 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 helping both markets at once great job
0: Yeah. yeah um definitely cool jess what do you think
3: yeah, I'm I, I'm huge on, I've talked about it before, I'm huge on the kids reading comics and getting kids into comics, and um, not just from, like, it's good for kids to read, but it's good for our industry, <laughs> okay? Yeah. You, do, you know, you want, you want kids to grow up and read more comics and buy comics. Um, so, yeah, no, get kids to read. Reading is good. This is great. This is fantastic.
0: Do you think that uh, your store will carry these when yes. they come out?
3: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, we carry we have a whole kids section. We have we have kids artwork that that kids from the neighborhood have have drawn on the walls and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're we're, he always Anthony always makes it a point to to carry a lot of kids stuff. We have our kids corner.
0: Oh, kitty corner.
3: Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. we do. Yeah.
0: Very cool. by by the
1: way, while we're discussing androids Comics, Jess, you want to make an announcement about August 2nd?
3: Oh, yeah. August 2nd. Me and Bob are doing cool stuff together. Um, my lovely comic book store that I have worked at for a long time is going to be hosting a cosplay comic at a comic, cosplay comic, a cosplay contest at an event called Live After Five down in downtown Patchogue. And me and Bob are going to be judges.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Yes,
3: we're going to be judges. And, you know, uh, we're really excited. This is like something very new for for this store, I'm very proud of Anthony to branch out for this, but yeah, we're super excited. It's going to be in the middle of a uh, middle of a live after five. And if, uh, if whoever lives on the Island, if you haven't gone to a live after five, it's just, it's great. Uh, you drink a lot. There's a lot of drinking, all the, the vendors, there's a bunch of bars and patch hog and you, they just, <laughs> the all, first everyone, three
0: things you mentioned you know, are alcohol
2: related. Alcohol,
3: <laughs> listen, it's, it's very alcohol related, but there's also a ton of vendors. There's a ton of, like we have a booth there as well. Now every week, um, yeah, no, it's going to be a great time. I'm super excited to, to judge with Bob, and uh, I...
1: as I am with you. With, look, there, there are two divisions. I understand, right? There's yes. going to be one for kids, one for the grown-ups. So yeah. you don't have to feel bad. It is a it, despite all the alcohol, <laughs> there are alcohol. there are there are bouncy houses and kids things and face yep. painting and lots of arts <laughs> it's, and it's, for, and everybody. it's right. for
3: everybody. It's for everybody. It's
1: for um, so, everybody.
3: The bouncy castle
0: too, is mine now.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm uh,
3: third. I, judges confirmed yet so i'm not gonna Uh, i don't know i don't know if it's for sure but i i think it's another friend of you know friend of our podcast and stuff of that nature so Mm. so it should be interesting but i don't know yet so i can't say for sure Mm. anyway
1: mysterious
0: mysterious Thing happens and we don't get a photo of Bob in the, bo- in the oh, bouncy castle oh no. <laughs> no, I don't do bouncy house you won't that's, do the bouncy house that.
3: but I will I will I know You gotta get you I on said, like a
0: bumper car or something I
3: sent like an invite to the to the event to like everybody I had to send like a disclaimer I was like uh, I do not expect all of you to go to this like, by the <laughs> way like, please don't feel obligated to go to any of this I just want you to see pictures of Bob Like, judging I, wish, we, I wish that we could
0: go that's awesome that's really cool uh all right, well speaking of cosplay, what a perfect way to roll into our listener questions this week. Very smart, Bob.
1: Thank
2: you.-hmm.
0: So this comes from B on Twitter. <laughs> Your Love dream it. cosplay in the following three categories: male, female, and anthropomorphic. All right. Jess, I would like you to go through your list first.
3: Sure. This isn't a hard list because I've dreamed about cosplay costumes all the time.
0: Male <laughs> dragon, female <laughs> dragon, horse.
3: <laughs> no, no, no.
0: But, I'm sorry. Dead uh, horse.
3: It's okay. Dead horse. It would be a dead horse. <laughs> but, uh, no, my female, I've talked about this before, is I would love to build a full diva mech that is like my dream is to build like a walking moving oh, like giant wow. diva mech and have it like to be able to like go in and out of it i've seen it done it can be done
0: oh there's, yeah i've seen there's a guy that day.
3: builds he built one he's built like Reinhardt's. like yeah i want to do that that's what i would like to do that's my female um my male is actually a weird one because i've always kind of wanted to do oh this, i, but I wanted is a lot of... <laughs> no it's, not... it's i want to do a female penguin from batman but like Danny DeVito style penguin from like Batman <laughs> Returns, like all like kind of gross. And wow. that is one of, I've always wanted to do that. And actually, that may happen for Halloween this year. Me and my husband are we're talking. Me and Dan are talking about what we're gonna do. So
0: that <gasps> one, one actually. Catwoman. We we're
3: we're, we'll, we're working on stuff. You'll you'll have Michelle
0: fight for Catwoman.
3: Yeah. Oh my God. That'd be great. He's that'd a pretty good sport. He may he may just do it. He may just do it. And uh, what do um, you have for
0: anthropomorphic?
3: I. I hope this counts, but I also another big one because, like you said, these are dreams. So I want to do the stock from Saga. I've seen that one done too. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that counts. Yeah, that totally that counts, counts, right? That totally counts. Yeah, I would love to do that. I think I've seen wow. one done that was like fantastic at, at Comic Con, and the legs move the whole nine. It was great. Oh
0: uh, yeah. Speaking of Saga, because I know we don't ever talk about that book on this show anymore. <laughs> um, a few weeks ago, I bought a stuffy of Gus.
3: And you got I, the Gus?
0: I got the Gus, and he's hanging out on our bed.
3: I have Lion Cat.
0: Which, by the way, <laughs> we're getting a new mattress delivered tomorrow, and I am so excited. $2,000 for this what?
3: thing. That's this right. Hey, listen, with a, gold? Good bed. What? a good bed, man.
0: A good bed will last. Spend a third years. of your life there. I have not had a good night's sleep in probably a week and a half. I don't know what the hell happened to our bed, but I've been miserable, and I'm working like ridiculous hours all this week i'm working six days this week on the website covering for san diego instead of actually being there um but whatever uh uh, sleep tight bob if you were going to cosplay what would your male cosplay be
1: i male side of things i'd probably want to do something low-key but kind of it'd be dramatic so maybe something like the shadow big slouch hat you know, top coat, the, the the kerchief kind of thing. Definitely go for that. Uh, female, I think my first choice would be Dark Phoenix, but I don't think I could make those high heel boots work. So... <laughs>
3: what are you talking about? You'd look fabulous. Uh, we could tease your hair up. Yeah. It would be Oh, my God. It would be great.
1: Okay. But uh, I think my, my real vote would be for the uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, the Mc, Jamie McKelvey version with the flight helmet and the faux hawk. Nice. Mm -hmm. and anthropomorphic you're gonna like this one just dragon man yeah from the ff version with with the little ponson glasses at the end of the nose
0: oh man
1: oh like dragon man librarian kind of thing
0: that's awesome i love it i love it all right um dream cosplays for my male cosplay i discussed it with my wife and after a long talk, I have chosen Danny the Ambulance from <laughs> Doom Patrol. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up.
2: Yes, Steve, yes.
0: <laughs> I um, for my, my female cosplay, I would love to do a Zatanna. Ooh. Okay? Yes. I've, I've, I've done Lorraine from Atomic Blonde. I've done Wednesday Addams. I would love to go all out, tights and all, and do Zatanna as a cosplay, not... Moving on. Yeah. Uh, anthropomorphically, I would choose Gus from yeah. Sweet Tooth. Ah, I tricked you! I
3: thought you were going to say, well, I was like, wait, we could be friends! I win.
0: Um But
3: that's still a good one.
0: Gus from where? Gus, Gus. Gus from Sweet Tooth. The guy with the little dude oh, with the oh, okay. and the okay. panel and the yeah. stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um Honestly, it was the first... Thing that I saw in my collection, I went with it. Um, isn't it weird how sometimes these questions come up, and we we've been reading for years, and we read almost every day, every week, and then somebody asks us a specific question, and you
3: can't answer it, and well, you
0: just blank, like I don't know anything anymore. comment every week, yeah, you
3: know, every week with these questions, I'm always feel, I'm like I have anxiety yeah. over them. I'm like
0: <laughs> I feel like that sometimes. You know, it's like going to the, I always equate it to going to the music store with your parents, right? Always for me, that was a thing. Like we'd walk in, be like, all right, you can get, you can pick out an album, anything you want. And just, I don't know what I listen to uh, anyway. All right. We've got one, uh, two more questions. Huh? This one comes from Bronwyn Kelly say at shiny baby B of Ladies of Valhalla and My Wedding fame. Hey, uh, <laughs> Hey, Bronwyn! She says, Create a hybrid character using powers, characteristics, and signature looks from at least three different characters. Extra points for crossing publisher streams. Okay. Tough um, question, I thought. It is. It is a tough question. I answered it rather quickly, Um, but I, I like the answers that I came up with. So, um, my first choice would be Gabby, AKA Honey Badger for her healing factor, but also that she has, there's like a, there's another level to her healing powers that she also can't feel pain. So I think that would be at times pretty cool. I'm sure there's some like weird psychological, emotional stuff attached to that, but I'm willing to risk it for the power. So (laughs) healing, healing factor gabby um my other would be beast boy and his shape-shifting abilities because then you got all kinds of stuff open to you you can do dragons Mm -hmm. you can do rhinoceros you can do something that flies something that swims all the things so i think that would be very cool and my final power and probably my style as well if i didn't go with a more honey badger look would be America Chavez and her portal smashing, portal punching oh, yes. ability of teleportation. Mm. I think would be pretty awesome. I would be a pretty cool hybrid superhero character dude, yes. I think. So, uh, Jess, what did you pick?
3: So, I saw who this question was from and thought I'd go a little fun with it. I have I have multiple, but I'll tell you my first one, I was thinking... Okay, I'd do Superman first, because you throw him in there, because you got, like, flying and super strength, right? Then I'd go Mystique, because then you could fly and change into whatever you wanted. And then I would go Kitty pride, because you could fly, change into whatever you wanted, and go through walls.
1: You're unstoppable.
3: Yes. Yeah. But, on a funny aspect, I was like, what if you just put them all together and you had all the powers of the animals? And you did, like, Squirrel Girl, Aquaman, and maybe the Wasp. <laughs> And then you could just have all the power of all the animals. You could talk to fish. You can have your squirrels. You're good.
1: A Justice League all in one.
3: Exactly. Or you could do like all the dancing weird characters. Like you could put Dazzler and Jubilee. And then I found one because I was like looking up stuff, which was Vibe. And he created powerful yes. shockwaves while break dancing.
1: Yeah, he always had his little radio.
3: <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, so those are mine. Oh, but God. I really like that last one the best. I think I'd really go with a um, vibe, Dazzler, and Jubilee. So I can make music into light, shoot fireworks out of my hands, and breakdance really well.
0: <laughs> with the power of breakdancing
1: with
3: we can
0: change the world. Breakdancing. However
1: breakdancing compels you. The power save of yeah. Breakdance.
2: <laughs>
0: See?
3: See? That's I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, this next one comes from the Return of the House of M. Oh,
1: I, I guess I don't get Bob? to answer that one.
0: Nope, you don't what get about to go, Bob. Bob. <laughs> See, I,
1: I thought just you were gonna go. I was gonna go. You were gonna go because I have a couple too.
0: I was doing okay. so well. Yeah, but you could go on. I could come back. I could do
1: this. As Here's the thing.
0: Okay, I'm just gonna put this out there now to explain myself a little bit. <laughs> 'cause I don't I don't know that people that don't host the show always appreciate this but you have to be thinking of your own stuff you have to be listening to the person that's talking and you have to be thinking about the next thing as well
1: like chess so, three moves ahead exactly right yeah. so
0: when you're when I'm looking at the outline and and like trying to signal myself to move on to the next thing sometimes I jump the gun and that's why that happens cuz there's a lot of juggling going on people are like, oh it's just
3: the same formula every week no. it's
0: hard Yes, it's it is. hard.
3: It is. No, you, I give you a lot of credit. You do. Yeah. You do try. And mistakes happen, and then we I make try. fun of you for them. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. For, them.
0: for all the for all the ribbing that everybody else gets from me, I can take it. <laughs> I can hang. Bob, if you if you would please tell us your okay. answers. My I
1: will. I will start with. This one is there are no real powers involved, but we will call her. Mrs. Emma Velvet Stroke Carter. So, just three generations of fiercely independent and brilliant secret agents combined into the ultimate super spy. We've got Emma Peel, Velvet Templeton, and Peggy Carter. There you go. Now, this next one, you have to go with me because I'm the only person who remembers the way the Black Widow used to look back in the 60s before she started looking like Emma Peel. So, I it is Zatanna, the Widowed Canary. It's a magical martial artist master spy with, of course, the power of fishnets, to quote Paul Dini and Joe Canonis, who wrote the Bloodspell <laughs> blood original graphic novel back a couple of years ago. You've got pizzazz. Exactly. Finally, <laughs> I think, I think this, one's, this one's for Gale, actually. Um, we're going to call this Namer King of the Cyclopean Sharks. Nice. He has super strength, flight, and uh, shark-like powers. So not only could you create a shark NATO, it would shoot laser beams.
0: <laughs> That's it for me. I will never forget that page when back when we were reading Jeff Johns Aquaman, of Aquaman coming out of the water, uppercutting dudes with sharks. Yeah, that that was just that panel of them rushing out of the water altogether was so ridiculously epic alrighty um so why don't we talk a little bit about what we're looking forward to this new comic book day didn't uh, we have one oh. more didn't we have one more question <laughs> do you want to do this one yeah it's
1: up to
2: you do you, can, you, you look, want to
0: save it for next week save it for next week i meant to take it off the list but we can do it really quick yeah, do it um, next week do it, no do it, no no, no i already week. announced it i already know we're okay. doing it okay all right How do we see the work of John Byrne in perspective? Uh, Would he be a leader in the industry today? I cannot answer this question, so Bob.
1: Here's the thing. If we are talking purely about the quality of the work in terms of what the writing is, what the artwork looks like, 100% would, if John Byrne walked into some company as a 25-year-old and and laid his portfolio on the table, would he find work? Yes. Yes. Think of it is he is a person who's who reveres the past without being mired in it who, who, when he does big two characters and he's, he's handled every major one at both companies to this point does not engage in archaeology in digging up some bit of minutiae from 40 years ago and try to retell the story or fix something it is what makes what made Superman? What made the Fantastic Four? What made the She-Hulk work? What made the Doom Patrol work? The Demon? Uh, on and on and on through every everything he's touched. What's the core of it? What makes it special? And embrace that and go with it and play and put the toys back in the box when you're done. That's not the way the industry kind of works. And he has an opinion about things. And those those may not play in today's industry in the way they did in a time where that sort of fidelity to the characters, the source material, your employers meant more. Hmm. So as, as his legacy is, he's one of the greatest artists in the history of comics. Of course, however many books he did and as his style evolved and got better and better as a writer artist, He's absolutely in the top two or three, to my way of thinking, because there are very few of those, not counting strip artists, or slightly to Milton Kniff and those sort of fellows from, from the old days, or even Will Eisner going back to the original uh, newspaper, Spirits. In comic books, it's mostly one or the other. He's a guy who did both, and did both at a very high level. There are very few of those around. Uh, Steve Ditko at a certain level, Walt Simonson. I'm sure I'm forgetting a few others. As someone who came into it today, they could get work, but I think he would rub some people the wrong way, which is their fault, not his. Hmm. Bold. Bold. Bold.
2: Bold. Very bold.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, I regret to say that I am not familiar enough with John Byrne to really have an opinion for this question. I apologize. I know, uh, I know you have him somewhere.
1: Read his Fantastic Four to prepare for what's coming next month.
0: Oh, I do. Like, I definitely have some stuff for sure. I just like if you wanted to put a bunch of artists and a lineup, like I start to have a little bit of trouble distinguishing. I just haven't spent enough time with mm-hmm. some of the some of the classics. Um, that's kind of like if we had a question of you know what's your comic book bucket list if you could just take. You know, a month off the show to just read what would you read, kind of thing. Like, I would really dig into some history stuff because I don't read a lot past when we started doing the show, and like I find myself at a disadvantage for questions that come along like this because I just, I just don't know. You know, so I'm gonna lie my way through it. That would yes, that's no, that's
3: that's, that is reasonable. i'm I'm with you steve i don't really get to read like back i have um actually i did know that he did an issue because it's funny because i read that issue of morte that was all and he did an issue of batman that was Mm -hmm. there were no words or no dialogue actually i don't know what number it is or you know it was a special yeah it was a special but he did i know that he did that that's the only thing that i really know of so okay. i don't really have anything yeah it's
1: with that you classic, well, so. like, yeah, classic <laughs> run with claremont on the x-men that's the dark phoenix saga days of future past that's john byrne
3: oh we read that we read that all together
0: yeah <laughs> okay i got gotcha. you and i got i def- definitely definitely yeah. have some of the fantastic four but right. he's the uh, person
1: who created oh, i shouldn't say this it's not nice to stan and john busama it's john byrne even more so than Roger Stern, who. Fixed her at some level. It's John Byrne who gave you the the She-Hulk you know today. He broke mm-hmm. the. Remember, he, actually, you you arranged the images in my article about the She-Hulk a few years back, where she broke the fourth wall long before Deadpool. Certainly after Groucho talked to the audience, but it was definitely where she would she would scream at Byrne drawing the book. What are you doing now, Byrne? Come on, the Toad Men really. What
0: kind of villain is that for me to be fighting? Hey, I just read a book with lizard men and it was awesome. <laughs>
1: See, so toad men are right there. They were actually in the second issue of the Incredible Hulk. Sweet. That's what Burn put her, put them in the second issue of the She-Hulk. Battle
0: toads. All right. All right. Um let's well, are we ready to move on? Did I forget anything sure. else?
2: Okay. Uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, new comic book day is happening this week, just like every week. And every week, we tell you what we're looking forward to, giving you a little preview, of what we might talk about next week, and basically where our tastes lie in this vast comic sphere. I will be picking up by night number two, ah, fence number eight, because I am addicted to that series. It's so drama and so good. Batman 51, what's going to happen after the big Mm. wedding? Mm. Mmm. Mmm. (laughs) Mmm. Cave Carson has an interstellar eye. Number five, this is coming to a close either this week or next time. Justice League number four, I could swear that I already own that, but apparently it's coming out, so I don't know what's... (laughs) I could swear that I've read three issues. It's been it's been pretty good. I'll say this. It's complex, but in a way that I kind of admire when big superhero books go just to the ends of the earth to make things complicated. Every now and again, I'm in the mood for that. And right now, that's Justice League for me. Uh, the last issue of Infidel is coming out. Gideon Falls as well uh and super quick kick-ass skyward weatherman um and other things too that other people will mention uh (laughs) jess what are you picking up
3: uh i will be going for batman as well of course surprise surprise uh a book called magic and order that one i have the first one i'm kind of on the fence i want to see about the second one so i'm kind of interested to really read it maybe i'll talk about it we'll see what happens it's going to be a mini series it's pretty interesting um what else did I have for this week? Cause I didn't write this down. Cause I forgot about it. <laughs> um, Cause I'm terrible. Uh, yeah. But really on my, Oh, curse words comes out. I grabbed that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not up to date on those. Like I've been reading them kind of in like little like spurts. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I like read, I like pick up like four and I read four. I should probably just wait for the trade, but you know, why? Yeah. <laughs> why makes sense? <laughs> I, um
0: Oh, I think Thor number three. Is also coming out this week. Yes, it is. Too many damn books.
3: Oh, oh I, I have. All, really I, have I just it. scrolled
0: down. I have other books too Runaways and X Men Red.
3: Oh, there you go. I forgot there's one book and I cannot remember what it was that's coming out. I'm trying to find it and I can't. So... Um,
0: well, while you look that up, Bob, uh, what books are you looking forward to? Uh, speaking of John Byrne, leading up to the
1: relaunch of Fantastic Four, Marvel is doing those cheapy True Believers books where they reprint classic issues. Well, they're reprinting Fantastic Four 232, which is his first issue as artist-writer. So even though I own the original, I think, twice, uh, both in trade collections and whatever, I just, for a buck and a half or whatever it is, got to have one of those. Margaret Stoll's Life of Captain Marvel number 1 comes out this week. Mm -hmm. So I want to get ready for that. On the Batman front, Brave and the Bold number 6, the finale of that crossover with Wonder Woman and... Celtic Ah. Mythology is this week by Liam Sharp. The next-to-last issue of Marguerite Bennett's Batwoman is this week. Mm -hmm. She just just took out Batman last issue. Where does she go from there? Hmm. And I don't know that I'm going to find it anywhere, but I think I will wander into somewhere that does. Marvel Superhero Adventures begins a new run, and it's Ms. Marvel. In an, all, in an all ages story, I think it's crossing over with Spider Man.
0: Interesting. You know who's writing it?
1: Nope. I saw okay. it. I just saw it on a list, and went, ooh, I got to write that down. So I'll get back to you on that next week when I get it. Sweet.
0: Um, okay. Does anybody have any closing remarks? I will take your silence. Oh, you have a. I, no. We have a. No. 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 I was just throat. clearing my throat
1: because I ran out of wine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, you'll be able to, you'll be able to get some more in just a moment because we are going to wrap this sucker oh, up oh, well. and actually go to sleep at a decent time yeah. this Tuesday evening. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Talking Comics podcast. As always, you can send us your comments or questions <laughs> through our email podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com. dot com. We are also on Twitter at Talking Comics. Don't forget to check out TalkingComicBooks.com for news, reviews, and articles about comics, video games, TV shows, and much more. We also have podcasts of every flavor, including Talking Games, Valiant, Adventure, and Ladies of Valhalla. Wee! Where are you guys, where Where are you at on uh, the Adventure podcast?
1: We, I just heard from Brian today. We are trying to get this back together after some delay. Mm-hmm. So we should be recording an episode within the next week to 10 days or so. Fingers crossed. Okay. Got struck. Got, we got schedules to
0: juggle. Yes. There's stuff going on. And uh, don't forget, you can catch the latest episode of Ladies of Valhalla on our Talking Comic Books feed. And uh, they'll be back, I guess, next month with another episode. Okay. Friday. So, Bob, uh, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, where can they reach you?
1: Well, they could just wander around Fourth World Comics or Androids or Long Island Comics, and I apparently show up because people <laughs> do find me in these places. The or, Ghost
0: of Comics
3: Or the Hoptron. Past. Or Hoptron. Or, or, or you
1: Hoptron. Go down or, to
3: Patrick, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: you go down to
0: Patchogue. Yeah. Mir- yeah. You go into the bathroom and you say his name in the mirror three times. God, yeah. is a candy man.
1: Yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you this story, about this a real show where I was in HopTron with my comic spread on the table because I get there a little early and I'm, I'm writing up my notes for the week. Guy sitting behind me. Um, you're into comics. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, uh, back in the 90s, I was in an improv troupe in the city with, with someone and, and uh, she's become a, a really big comic book writer. Maybe you've heard of her. Well, yeah, probably. Kelly Sue DeConnick. Oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, should be on the show like a number of times, when once with with the, with the Matt Fraction and, and so on. Yeah, you know. See, he, he wanders over to the bar. I, I give him my business card. I give him to everybody because, well, why not? I, I paid my phone. And he comes walking back over with a beer for me, and he, he holds up his phone. He apparently uh, texted a picture of my business card to Kelly Sue, who then, who then wrote back basically saying, Bob's really great. You know, you should buy him a beer. Ah,
0: <laughs> look at that. You so, bring her coffee, she brings you beer. Exactly. So there you go. <laughs> <come. laughs> ah, it's a small
1: world after all. So, uh, but, but if you really want to get in touch with me, as as Maria did, just send me an email at BobReyer at com.
0: Indeed. Jessica, where hey. can people get in touch with you?
3: At Jarska. For all the things.
0: For everything. Everywhere. Bully. If you want to get in touch with my stupid ass, I am (laughs) at dead underscore anchoress on Twitter. If you need to find me, I'll be chained to my office chair all damn week (laughs) covering San Diego Comic-Con for Jobo.com. Go to the website and check out some articles. I'll be writing a lot of them, and I will try to make them entertaining. Some of them will be static, but that's the way that it goes. All right. So, for Bob. Good night, all. For Jessica.
2: Have a lovely evening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do it because I know that you're going to do it back. (laughs) And I want to hear it. Okay. Uh, uh, I have been Steve. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Talking Comics podcast. We will be back with another Joeyless episode next week. But not Liss joyless. Megan. That's right, not Joyless. Um and in all seriousness, be sure to uh look up the uh
1: one man show play,
0: the the one man show that that, uh, that Joey's putting it. on. Send, right send now.
1: him instant messages, text messages, tweet him, Instagram yeah, him. Messages
0: yeah ask him how to get tickets um a Solomon sure, be born
1: on well oh
0: my i'm sure that he'll hook you up um like i said if you can't get tickets maybe you can stand in the back i've heard that the at least the first show i've heard really good things about um it's really, really wicked good and
1: movie. divine yeah
0: yeah you know i mean he played all the parts i, I can't even imagine he must be exhausted
1: yeah well that's yeah. why it's in the round so you know, when they when they set up the skulls
0: you know yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Damn it. I hope somebody's recording it. I really want to see it. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> it's gonna kill us. Damn it, we ruined it. Oh, Everybody be excellent to each other. Have a great week. Put something positive out into this world that is on fire. We love you. We'll catch you next time. To be continued.